Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee Brothers Podcast. I'm Alex, and joining me as always is my partner in crime, the king of cringe, Dominic. Hey guys. How you been, brother? I've been gooder. Dominic, we are not alone today. We have a very, very special guest for this very, very special episode of the Coffee Brothers Podcast. Our sister, Michaela. Frodo T. Baggins. Frodo T. Baggins. Hello, Michaela. I'm Frodo. <laughs> Great introduction. People gonna be like, "Oh my god, who the fuck is this?" This crazy. I have to blend in. Yeah, uh, just so you guys get a visual representation. Picture a cat lady that hates other cat ladies. <laughs> I think that's a. I, I think that's an accurate representation. But I don't like cats. A cat lady that hates cats. <laughs> that's scarier. It is. So, as you guys can tell by the thumbnail, this video is a little bit different. Um. I've been addicted to Forensic Files, The First 48, all these crime shows. I like to think of myself as a dipshit Sherlock Holmes. Do you guys agree with that? Like oh, absolutely. Okay, just yeah. the dipshit part, but not the Sherlock. Okay. Either way, Unsolved Mysteries. You guys know I like that speculation. I like them theories. Yeah. So there was a case that I have seen documentaries about, watched a movie about, The West Memphis Three. Are you guys aware of this case? I am after you told me about it. Okay, Michaela. <laughs> um, I never watched the documentary, but I've done some research on the case. We've talked about it, and then I watched the movie on it. Okay, so this podcast is going to be a little different because we're not going to try to you know do as many jokes because what we're going to say is all true, and that's the fucked up scenario that we kind of find ourselves in. Is like this is a ongoing crime. This crime that we're about to talk about has never been solved. And that's where there's like families involved. There was innocent people that lost their lives. It's a very fucked up like subject. People in prison for 18 years. Yeah. The wrongly convicted people. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of trauma around this. But today, hopefully by presenting you some facts, some opinions, and some wild speculation, perhaps we might be able to uncover something. Something, something? Something, something. Something, something. Hopefully something useful. Maybe not, but perhaps we'll throw something out in the ether and somebody else will be like, oh, that's a great idea. And then they'll do all kinds of crazy shit. Nothing will happen, but then they'll solve it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So in our own way, we helped. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? By not doing anything. Make sure you credit us when you find, when you the solve the case. Yes. Make sure. Because I feel like the crazy thing about like unsolved mysteries is. They're the, unsolved. They're unsolved. <laughs> They're ongoing. Yeah. Like, that family never really got peace. Yeah. Three families. Yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of people get fucked up in on unsolved crimes. Yeah. And the motherfucker that gets away with, motherfucker that's happy, is the motherfucker that did the crime. He's yeah. a motherfucker yeah. drinking tequila right now, like, oh yeah, I killed some innocent people. I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a good motherfucker. But could you imagine that, though, being the killer, and then you're watching documentaries and movies and stuff, and you're sitting there just on your couch, drinking coffee, like... Oh, yeah, I've done that. And they still have no clue 18 years yeah. later. Like, do you smile? Like a sick bastard smile? Yeah. Like, what do you, like, how do you spend your mornings knowing that there's documentaries about your crimes? And that it's like, oh, it's unsolved. These guys are even making a podcast about it. <laughs> We're going to get you, motherfucker. <laughs> We're coming. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you could, Donnick, if you could send a message to the person that committed this crime, in all seriousness, what would you say? How would you get inside his head? Uh... Just, just tell us how you did it. 
<laughs> Dominic's a good cop. That's how he interrogates people. He sits down. Just tell me how you did it. <laughs> I'm a witness. Just tell me how you did it. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Hey. Because if he tells us how, how he did it, then we can catch him. <laughs> then we know. But if you're sitting down face to face with him and you're saying something to him, don't you already know who it is? Dominic no. always knows. Dominic is the greatest detective. Yeah. Because like, he assumes everybody's guilty. Everybody is guilty. If he of arrests something. everyone, technically the guilty guy got caught. Hey, everyone's guilty of something. <laughs> Even you, Dominic. Yeah. Look in the mirror, <laughs> bud. <Especially> me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to see what you get arrested for. Hopefully nothing. <laughs> uh. So, without further, do, yeah. <laughs> without further ado, we'll get into the case. Um, on the afternoon of May 5th, 1993, uh, three, fin- three, friends, three friends were enjoying a warm spring afternoon outdoors. Uh, the three kids involved uh, in this uh, case were Stevie Branch, Michael Moore, and Christopher Byers. All three of these young children were found dead. And just a quick, you know, synopsis, the killer of these three children uh, is still out there today. Or killers. Or killers, plural. Um, Three men were convicted, actually three boys, um, an 18-year-old, I think a 17-year-old and a 16-year-old, Damian Eccles, Jesse McKelly Jr., and Jason Baldwin. They were convicted without lots of circumstantial evidence, like without DNA or anything like that. Because around this murder case was a lot of talk of demons, satanic worship. Basically, those three children were in a group of this town where, you know, they performed demonic kind of activities you know they were yeah. almost kind of they were like, like a in cult. the witchcraft shit they were just in the world world of warcraft before it became popular yeah yeah and normally that wouldn't be something super crazy yeah but they lived in the bible belt yeah the, well is arkansas in the bible belt i mean i feel like they got bible that town was in the Bible Belt. They all talked about going to church on sundays yeah. uh the mom to one of the little boys um even had like a bumper sticker on the back of her car that says like I love Jesus or something like that mm-hmm. on it. Um so because they were in that type of town and then being the outcasts of it, I think it played a larger role into why they immediately suspected. I mean them. it definitely did because if you go back and you watch videos of the jury just of the prosecution against these three young men, they constantly bring up demons and demonology and satanic rituals and shit like that. And these kids were convicted based upon that alone because they had black hair and they drew fucking pentagrams. They were convicted of a crime and sent 18 years in prison. Basically for their religion. Essentially, yes, for the the culture that they were in. Right. Which is extremely fucked up because there was no evidence... To this day, or at least the evidence that I've seen, that points to these three young men, at the time, three young men, being the killers. Yeah. No. The only thing that they had was speculation and then, honestly, false statements from yes. other people saying that they'd done it. And you know that they're false because all of the information they provided was wrong. It was essentially a witch hunt. Yeah. It was a mob mentality of these kids are outsiders. We think they hurt our kids. Let's all gang up as a town and convict these three little bastards. Yeah. These devil-worshipping bastards, I think they're guilty. Yeah. And it did not help that one of the young men, Jesse McKelly Jr., 
He was questioned, I think, for 12 hours by police. Um, He waived his right to a lawyer, which I don't know if he even knew what that meant, to be honest yeah. with you. And I'll get to that why. Yeah. Um, He eventually confessed being involved in the murders, even though he gave misinformation to the police. Yeah. And they essentially coerced him to confess to it. Yeah. And later they found out he had an IQ of 72. Yeah. The info he gave during his confession was all... like It was all wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like even the type of rope he said was yeah. wrong. Just every... Not, I'm not saying every detail, but most of like the most important details. It's one of those things oh, you want to see the in- interrogation tapes. Right. Yeah. Because if he's like, you know, some people are like, well, I don't know. I wasn't there. Like give him misinformation for a reason. But it seems like to him he didn't know what they wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like they were misleading him to say things. Yeah. Because he had mentioned that the boys were tied up with rope. And they're like, rope? Like in uh like shoestrings? Uh, yeah, yeah, shoestrings. Yeah, they essentially coerced his confession. Right. Yeah. They asked him what time it happened. I think he said it happened like early in the morning. And they're like, so they weren't at school? And he goes, no, they skipped school. And they're like, well, it says here that they went to school that day. It had to have happened after school. Well, yeah, yeah, it happened after school. Yeah, and that's like a that's like one of those uh, definitely a false confession. Yeah. And like a lot a of people say, see, here's the thing. A lot of people don't believe in forced confessions. Like, oh, I'd never say that. You don't fucking know. Well, it's easy to manipulate, too. Yeah, and also, like, you don't know anything until you've been in their shoes. I like to think, well, I'd never confess to a crime I didn't do. I've never been interrogated by the police for 12 hours, nor do I think I have an IQ of 72. Mine's much lower than that. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like... You don't, yeah, you don't honestly know because you're not in that person's shoes. Yeah. So is there false confessions? Of course. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I think that I'd probably confess to just about anything depending (laughs) on the severity of the circumstance. You know, if I haven't been able to use the bathroom or have something to drink, I've been sitting in a small office being yelled at for 12 hours straight. Mm -hmm. It's going to break you emotionally. Exactly. You know, I'd have a mental breakdown and I would just tell them anything they wanted to to know so I could leave. That's like when Dominic tries to tell me he loves me and then he just gets very aggressive till I say it back. <laughs> and, I love uh, you, boy. You know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, we're in the same stall in this bathroom. Please leave me alone. Just tell me you love me and I'll leave. <laughs> Dominic, please stop. Tell me you love me. Yeah. But um, you guys want to get into some theories? You know, sure. you know I love theories. Dominic, you're a theory man. Yeah. It's practically your middle name. But this case, we'll probably have about 52 different ones. Yeah, yes. Um, I'm gonna so, po- do you want to start with Bojangles? That's what I'm thinking. What? I'm thinking Bojangles? Bojangles, yeah. bro. I'm about to tell yeah. you some information. It, isn't that a, it might blow your mind. Isn't that a restaurant? Yeah, yes, it's like it a chi- is. It's like a chicken restaurant, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Popeyes. Popeyes or something. A Popeyes oh, okay. mixed with KFC. I got you. Both of those chicken places. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I think Chicken they have place. some like Cajun stuff. Whoa. Oh, Chick Fil A? Is it like a Chick Fil A? No. Are they open on Sunday? No, <laughs> I don't know. Chick Fil A ain't. I know. I thought it was funny in the Atlanta Falcon Stadium. They have a Chick Fil A, but you play football on Sunday. Yeah. So like only on Monday night games. Maybe Thursday night. Maybe you don't play that many that year. <laughs> no. So I'm like, yeah. I feel bad for the fans because, like, look, I want Chick-fil-A, but they're always closed. <laughs> I don't even like Chick-fil-A, so it's okay. So, the Bojangles. Um, at 8.40 p.m. on May 5th, 1993, the West Memphis Police Department received a call that a bleeding black man had entered the Bojangles restaurant. Um, 
I should have said African-American, but it was written as black men. Just don't that there. Uh, located near where the three bodies were eventually discovered. About 30 minutes earlier and, and had gone into a women's restroom. Officer Regina Meek arrives on the scene at 8.50 and questions Marty King, the restaurant's manager, through the drive through window. King reported the man with muddy feet wearing a white cap, black pants, and a blue shirt had blood on his face and his arm and appeared mentally disoriented. But he left the restaurant, and to this day, they have never discovered who that man was, why he was bleeding, what the fuck he was doing at Bojangles. Or whose blood it was. Or whose blood it was. Also, we should mention, that was the same night that the boys went missing. Yes, yes, same night. Um, so, because I guess when they came back the next day to get blood samples, they took some samples, and then they got fucked up to where you never could test them. Yes, if I'm... I thought they lost oh, them, okay. just didn't It says, in. the scrapings were never sent to a crime lab to be analyzed, and were later reported lost. Yeah. That's convenient. I'm going to say, awesome police work, you fucking idiots. <laughs> oh, that police force is just absolutely the best Dog one shit. I've ever seen in my Dog whole shit. life. Like, they should have their own Law & Order TV show. No, that's what I'm saying. Not every cop is bad. Well, it's like the spoof version, where instead of catching the killer every yeah. time, the killer gets away every time. I'm, I just love this female officer that pulled through the drive-thru. She's like, hey, I heard you had a bleeding man in there. Yeah. I'll take a number three. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even go inside? Yeah, what would possess you to not go inside? I don't know. I guess she just wanted to hurry up and get on her way. <laughs> she wanted to go through the drive-thru. I mean, he had to have left an awful mess if they had enough blood and stuff in the restaurant to still scrape and sample. Ain't it crazy that the poli- the the people that worked there knew not to touch the blood because the police would need it? And yet the police drive through the drive-thru, show up the next day, collect the sample, lose the sample. And yet... So the Bojangles were better police officers than the police officers. Maybe we should and they be make chicken. <laughs> That's sad. And again, not every police officer is bad, but what you see is a is you see a big trend. Unsolved cases, shit police work. They go hand in fucking hand. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably why they go unsolved is because the police don't know how to do their job. I mean, that's the fucked up part is like yeah. if they would have tested that blood and it came back as those kids, would we have caught the killer? Maybe. You know what I mean? If even if it wasn't him, we wouldn't be talking about him today because he's an innocent man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the blood would have came back unknown, maybe it was his own blood or something, it'd be different. Yeah. No one would have ever cared, thought about it again. If it would have been the boy's blood, it'd be like a nationwide manhunt out for that man. That's what I'm saying. You would have literally searched for that man. They don't know his name. They you don't would've... know anything about him, where he came from. He didn't even show up in a vehicle, I mean, so they couldn't trace that. Nothing. I'm reading this off a website, and they literally just refer to him as the man at Bojangles. That's all. It's just a bloody dude in a Bojangles on the same day. Covered in mud. Covered in mud at the, around the same time that the boy's supposed death was. Well, see, the thing is, whenever the police went and they found the boy's bodies, the police officers went back to Bojangles, and they asked the man, like, okay... Was the African-American man that was here yesterday, did his pants look like this? You know, we've been out there all day. And he said, yeah, it looked exactly like that. I mean, he had the mud up to his knees no different than the police officers did. So how many other spots in the area would he have been able to look like that? Yeah. Because apparently it happened in an area they called Robin Hood Hills. 
And this is sort of like a crick, you know, area. But... It was also off of the road, too. Yeah. So what was he doing wandering around in the woods That's covered in blood? That's what I'm saying. How big was that area, one? Did he see something? Was like, he part of what happened? Like, witness the boys get murdered? Because the one thing I can guarantee, he might have been involved in an accident. Yeah. The three boys that lost their life were not involved in an accident. No. It no. was purposely done to those young kids. They were hogtied with their own shoestrings. And mutilated after death. Which, there are some theories that say that the boys weren't mutilated. And it was animals. And that it was animals. Yes. Some of them also say that it could have been from the rocks and other things that were in the water. Because none of the boys had the same markings or the same mutilation. Mm -hmm. One had his head beat in. One had shallow cuts. And one had private part damage. Yeah, so. So they all three had different things. And you would think if the killer was as sadistic as what it would take to drown three yeah. little boys in hog time like that, that he would have done the same things to the body unless there were three people. Yeah, see, this is where you get into the graphic nature of the murders. Yeah. And this is where they've brought in FBI profilers. They've brought in, of course, detectives from other areas because the West Memphis police clearly were not competent enough to do it. Yeah. And again, you have... You have you have evidence, and yet it doesn't point you in a general direction. There's no solid evidence at all. There's no solid evidence. Now, there was DNA evidence found, I believe, in one of the children or on the children. It was tied in the shoestrings, and it was the stepfather to one of the boys. Now, that was a hair follicle. Yeah, they found it tied in the shoestrings. But there was also an unknown DNA sample. Oh, that but it, it was, didn't match. It was, like, contaminated or something. They couldn't actually test it. Oh. <clears throat> now, there was... So, we're going into the second suspect now, which is one of the boy's uh, stepfathers, Terry Hobbs. Terry Hobbs, it was later reported, like Michaela just mentioned, that in one of the bindings of the shoestrings, Terry Hobbs' hair that matched his DNA was But found. it could have also matched, like, another, like, percentage yeah. of people. It wasn't like... It wasn't just is, Terry. Yeah. yeah. It's it not like an identical match. Yeah. This is absolutely your hair. It was like... Could match up to like a 10% or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but how many people in this area had that, you know, right. style? It also is convenient that it was also, you know, t directly linked to the boy's stepfather, which supposedly had seen them that day. So we're going into Terry Hobbs. He is the stepfather of Stephen Branch. Um, If you watch the documentary films, which I highly suggest you do, um, which are called Paradise Lost, that's it. Uh, Paradise Lost is the documentary films on HBO, and they go around pointing fingers at different suspects, and one of the suspects they point out is Terry Hobbs. Terry Hobbs, probably not a good guy. He had been convicted at one point for spouse abuse. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure he killed a man in self-defense. He claimed, I mean, they, I think they did give him self-defense, mm -hmm. but I think it was over weed, which doesn't necessarily make you a bad person, but he still killed a guy. Right. There are lots of theories on Terry Hobbs being the killer. Lots of theories. Yeah. Well, one, his DNA, a hair follicle, was found. Yes. Tied into one of the shoestrings. Now, let's let's play devil's advocate on this. Some people suggest that where it was found in one of the shoestrings. Uh, it could have been picked up from it, the house. It could have been picked up. Yeah. yeah. And that's... that's. He lived with the boy. Yeah. All of the boys... 
would go to each other's houses and stuff like yeah. that. You know, we have dogs. I pick dog hair off of my pants all day long, yes. off my shirts all day long. You know, clean out the shower and every time yeah. I have handfuls of hair. And even you know, the hairs you don't that, see, right? Doesn't mean they're not there. Plus, the only way for you to get uh, DNA off of a hair is to actually have the whole root. So, whenever your hair falls out, the root falls out with it. You know, if someone had to have, like, grabbed his head and pulled out a hair for it to actually have, like, the root on it, yeah. there would be more than one hair. I guess, yes, but... If that makes sense. I think uh, it makes sense. I mean, it's not a smoking gun. No. It's honestly not. And a lot of people say, well, his DNA was there. Yes, it was, but it was also... There's he was million, around the children before they were murdered. Yeah, there's right. a million other reasons it could be there besides him killing them. Exactly. Right. Now, if he was not related at all to the boys... Then it would very It would be look. like, oh, wow, why is your DNA on the boys? But he lived with one of them. Mm-hmm. So the other part of evidence is that on a tree stump located very near where the, the bodies were found is DNA evidence that matched David Jacoby, which is Terry Hobbs' best friend. When Terry Hobbs was questioned by the police, he said he was with his friend David Jacoby. However, David Jacoby did not completely, uh, you know, uh, what is that? Uh, you know, like confirm. confirm it. Yeah, confirm it. Couldn't think of the word. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Um, confirm his alibi. Yeah. So perhaps some people have suggested that David Jacoby... And Terry Hobbs were both in on the murder because Terry Hobbs also supposedly Stevie Branch had a pocket knife that he always left with him. And when Stevie Branch's body was found, he did not have that pocket knife on him. And yet it was later found out that Terry Hobbs had this knife. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think it was Stevie Branch's mom. She went to go look in his drawer of his dresser. Because if he didn't have it on him, that's the only other place it would be at the house. Yes. And she couldn't find it. And he literally did not leave the house without it. Yeah. This is this is what we've heard. Whether this is true or not is, you know, again, yeah. up right. in the air. But supposedly, huh. if you're taking the mom at her word, he never left the house without it. Right. Um, so then whenever she dug around, she found it in one of his toolboxes in the attic, almost as if it had been hidden away. <laughs> Which is very suspicious. Right. If, if she is too big be believed i mean if a if stevie never leaves without it and terry's got it now right and it wasn't in his drawer where he would normally keep it if he didn't take it with him yes you know if he couldn't take the pocket knife with him to school and they had just left that day right after school to go play he might not have had enough time to go upstairs get it out of his drawer and take it with him and i will say this a mother knows best when it comes to shit in the house (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely. If you're missing one sock in an entire house, your mom's going to know exactly where to tell you where that one sock is. Exactly. So if she says, hey, the pocket knives should have been on Stevie or in this drawer and they found it kind of hidden away in Terry's things. In the attic. In the places. attic. That does seem very suspicious. Yeah. Now to the weird kind of speculation about Terry. Aliens. Oh, it's no. going to get crazy. Supposedly through Alpha Davids, witnesses. Supposedly, Terry was in, like, a group of homosexuals that would pick up young boys, prostitutes, pay them, have sex parties, go around drinking alcohol, smoking weed. There's been witness reports that this is true, like, you know, witness statements. 
<coughs> from Sec- multiple people. Multiple people, second hand. Some dating back all the way to like 1995. I don't have it on hand. But supposedly through what they believe is that Terry Hobbs, David Jacoby, and a couple young boys went to a house to buy marijuana. They bought marijuana. They went around smoking this marijuana and drinking while the boys that, you know, were murdered were riding their bicycles around. When uh, Terry Hobbs and David Jacoby and the, you know, young men got out of their truck in an isolated area and started to perform sexual acts together, making the boys wrestle, all this kind of shit. They're all high, they're all drunk, shit like that. When supposedly Stevie Branch and the other boys, the young boys, happen upon it. And this is what caused the murders. Is that they were sort of fearful that their homosexual acts and this, you know, stuff they were doing. Because apparently there was even talks they were like, Hobbs and Jacoby were making the two young men fight naked and all kinds of crazy shit. That once the young boys stumbled upon this, they were murdered. And they all sort of covered for each other. Is that true? Is there some kind of closeted homosexuality going on with people killing each other? I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. Do you believe the word of a drug dealer? (laughs) Honestly, if the drug dealer is incriminating himself as a drug dealer, he's most likely telling the truth. That is a good point. If Saying, like, hey, I was selling dealer, a lot of drugs. Right. I mean, if I was a drug dealer and someone came and robbed me, you know, I'm not going to go to the police and be like, oh, yeah, I was robbed. Someone stole eight pounds of weed off of me because I'm incriminating myself. But also, I feel like if you're talking to the police, they already know you're into drugs. <laughs> Maybe. You know what I, I mean? mean? So why not try? Because does it bring attention to yourself? Can you get off with it by saying you have information? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. If the police came to them and was like, okay, we know you're doing this, this, and that, we're going to arrest you, then someone might say, oh, well, can we work out a deal? I'll give you information about Terry Hobbs the night that those boys were murdered for my freedom. Yes. You know, those kind of things do happen. Now, the reason... You bargain t- for your freedom. Hey, but you said each of the boys were killed different ways. Yes, one hey, of the boys the, died with head trauma. Sorry yeah. to be graphic here, guys, but one of the boys died with head trauma. Like, they they suggest it was mostly head trauma. The other two boys died with trauma and drowning. Uh, yeah, wasn't there uh, three boys and there were three adults, weren't there? Or two adults and then someone else? Two other boys, supposedly. Yeah, yeah two so other So maybe that's why they died differently, because the, each... Yes. Which, the thing with the bodies is, let's talk a little bit about the bodies, okay? Now, Terry Hobbs' stepson, he was the only one that had blunt force trauma to the head. Pretty sure, yes. Stevie Branch. Yeah, Stevie Branch. He had blunt force trauma to the head, but with further determination, they said that his actual cause of death was drowning. They found water in his lungs. All three boys died from drowning. Yes. So then, also, one boy... He had uh, cuts and scrapes all over his body. At first, they had thought that someone cut him with a knife. It was later said that no knife was used. Yes, when they re-examined some information, they said that it was probably not a knife. It's probably yeah. just the rocks and under all the that. water. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 
So then the third boy, they said that he had mutilation to his privates. Yes. They said it almost looked as if someone had filleted the skin off of Yes, that's I believe that was Christopher Byers, not to be graphic, but just to be you know, yeah. politically yeah. correct. I also saw where it might, where some people were saying it could have even been caused post-mortem by animals. See, here's the thing. I think yeah. all a lot of the, I think the mutilation of the boys' privates was done post-mortem. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I think they even brought in John Douglas, which is famous for being like a very, very high-profile FBI, you know, mine hunter, you know, yeah. crime profiler. Even he said that uh, he believed the wounds were done post-mortem. Right. And it, you know, shows, shows signs of sadistic nature. Yeah. Um, also to mention, all three boys were most likely killed... Um, kind of spur of the moment it was probably not planned because they were all hog tied with their own shoestrings yes it's, so obviously they were not prepared to commit murder see this is where i and this is where my kind of speculation comes in is i have never tried to intentionally hurt children right but i wonder how hard it would be for a grown man to subdue three children at once which Honestly, one person, one person, because do you need to threaten the boy? Did you coerce the children? Did so? I mean, if, if, if you know the area and you know how to coerce the children means you know how to be charismatic, seduce them in a way to let their guard down means you have to know. Them. Yeah. You have to know. You them. have to know. If them. you know the area and you know the kids where the kids let their guard down, you got to know them. The kids knew this person then. Well, or. They were fearful enough to not do anything. That's One another of them got thing. hit in the head. Maybe that knocked him out. And the other two were, were just, grabbed. They were just frozen in fear or threatened not to go anywhere. Because they also had their yeah. bicycles. Yeah. But they didn't take off on them. No, they Which were found means- dumped and trying to hit. They tried to. Supposedly, they were almost like kind of hidden. Yeah. Which. Also, does point to a crime of opportunity. Exactly. Even though they think the hog tying, the knowledge of the area, and the crime done, some people suggest that it was premeditated, like it was planned. I mean, that honestly, pre- they didn't seem to be prepared. They obviously didn't have a weapon because they said the blunt force trauma to his head was most likely caused by a rock. They said that there was really no evidence that they were cut with knives. So this guy might not even, have, or this person or persons might not even have a weapon. Which, yeah. honestly, I think the boys had to have died before they were hogtied. Because there's no way you could subdue three children and hogtie them Whoa. one at a time unless you had at least three people. So that's where we get into but the... Also, they would be fighting back at that point, which means they'd probably all three have head trauma. See, that's the thing. is like, if, if they were hogtied before they were drowned, as sick as it sounds, if they were hogtied before they were drowned, you have to have multiple people. Exactly. You cannot subdue one kid at a time without the other kids running away. Plus, they would have And again, that may sound like, again, I don't know. I was not there. Plus, they were stripped down naked. That's what I'm saying. And they, to make it clear, they were not sexually abused. Despite what was said in the trial, which was used to convict three innocent men, they were not sexually abused. Yeah, there was no sign of that. There was no sign of sexual abuse. There was no sign of any satanic rituals done. Right. But they were naked. They were which naked. Means they had to have been naked before they were hogtied. 
because yes. you couldn't get their clothes back off of them at that point. But she cut them off. Yeah, but I don't. I, they didn't. But their say, clothes came I, in the, whole pieces. Yeah. They found their t-shirts floating in the water in whole pieces. They <laughs> yeah, found that's their what makes me think. Before yeah. they found the bodies. See, but this also were the kids swimming. I don't know. Were the kids swimming? Somebody say, "Hey guys, you can't swim like that." To you know, again, like I just I want to know who the fuck did this, and I want to know why i want to know why i mean they're clearly fucking demented and i'll never fully understand how you can hurt children let alone murder them in cold blood unless unless the first child maybe stevie branch because he's the one that had the uh head trauma unless that was some type of accident or (laughs) someone snapped done it freaked out don't know why they done it They had to kill the other two boys because they were witnesses. Like a crime of passion. Kind of. You know, um, honestly, Stevie was probably the first one to die. He's the only one that had head trauma. Well, that doesn't mean he was the first one to die because he drowned just like the other two. Well, it also might suggest that he had his pocket knife. That's why he was hit with something. Possibly. Possibly. Or he was. Or he didn't have his pocket knife. You know what I mean? Like, did they fight back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why that the African American man that went to Bojangles was bloody. Maybe some of it was because of his course. own blood. You think that he would wash it off though? Yeah. yeah. Especially being right there at a creek. At right there at a creek, and you're right. trying to hide the bodies at that's least a little I, bit. That's why I'm not convinced. It's honestly, it's him. It's him. I think it's his own blood. I think he might have been down there. He might have seen what happened. He freaks out. He takes off running like a bat out of hell through the woods. Cuts, scrapes his arms, his face, yeah. hitting branches and stuff. Run into the woods, you'll get fucked up. Yeah, he runs running. into the first place he sees because he feels like he's going to be safe there. He hides. He's freaking out. They're going to think that he done it. He takes off because he doesn't want them to think that he's guilty. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he has that much self-awareness, yeah. The boys were in the water. So if he had the boys' blood on him, by the time he would hogtie them and carry them out into the water... It would have washed off a lot of that blood. Yeah, I'm thinking that it's an unrelated crime, and the reason... He could have been out fishing or anything. He could have just cut his hand and, like, you know, went to wipe the sweat off of his face and wipe blood on himself. Yeah, because even even I've done that. Yeah. Especially walking through, like, briar patches and stuff, just little things that, like, cut you up. Yeah. You don't notice it. And he could have been... He could have thin blood. I got thin blood. Exactly. You could have really thin blood. Honestly, I don't think he done it. No, no. I think if he did just commit murder to three random children that he didn't know, why would he run into a Bojangles still covered in blood? Yeah, you, I don't. Sense. I don't think you wait for the right opportunity and then spoil it by being an idiot. Right. Yeah. You don't know the area. Wait for the kids. Do all this stuff in a meticulous way, and then basically sell your like turn yourself in in a way. Yeah, uh, by just going by because they also publicly. said he seemed disoriented. Yeah, or he might and have, if anything, this killing seemed methodical. Right, Which, or he might have seen it and just like didn't know what the fuck to do. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Because at first we had yeah. thought, okay, well maybe he had some type of accident. You know, he wrecked yeah. a bike, he wrecked a car. But if he did one of those things, he probably would have got <laughs> help. The fact that he didn't ask for help makes me yeah. think that he witnessed it. He, because he, how do you ask for help for something like that without becoming a suspect? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. He, he could have even went fishing or something, just went through the woods and stuff, saw the bodies, 
freaked the fuck out. Perhaps he, oh, he might have been attacked by the guy that done it, not aware that it was related to the case. Yeah. Oh, maybe thinking that he had seen something, maybe. Yeah, like, oh, fuck, that guy seen me, he goes to beat his ass and kill him. Yeah. And the guy gets away thinking, what the fuck did I just walk through? Plus, they said where he was acting disoriented. Who's to say the man didn't have a concussion? Right. Yeah. He could have Some got sort hit of brain drama. Or disoriented because he just, maybe he saw the three kids in the fucking... And a lot of people will say, well, why, very didn't, why didn't he come forward? Some people take shit to their grave. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably Plus, terrified. No. Yeah. You see a motherfucker like that, you really want to go on the trial against him? Right. And plus, when it's your word against his? Yeah. Yeah, and then also there are a lot of things. Three small white boys, and then he's an African-American man, and it was how long ago? Yeah. Things were a lot different. They're still not much better now, but they were still a lot worse back then. Yeah. No different than them. It's prosecuting those three teenage boys for yeah, being who's different. Who's to say he's going to get a fair trial? Exactly. exactly. Clearly, these police are not competent. No uh, offense. Those to three teenage boys I, didn't get a fair trial, and they were kids. Yeah, and uh, hopefully the West Memphis police in Arkansas are better today, so that the next crime hopefully never happens. But if it does, they can catch the bastard or bastards responsible. Well, if not, if you ever want to murder someone, you know exactly where to go to yeah, get away go to with West, it. Take your, uh, take your fiance you want dead to West Memphis. You'll get away with it, I promise you. Yeah. So, when it comes to the bodies, they had to have been naked before they were hogtied. Probably, yes. Okay. They were most likely already dead before they were hogtied. Because yes. it'd be way too hard to subdue them. I wonder okay? why they're naked if, well, if the okay. sexual thing wasn't part of it. It has to be a show of power. That's where that's where you really have to mind hunt them. You really have to dive into the the psychology of a crazy person. But also the way they were hogtied, their legs would have been open, right? Because they had their feet tied together, so their legs would most likely have been open. I'm trying to see how the mutilation to the Excuse private me. area came into play because if their legs were completely closed, then it had to have happened before they hogtied him. But also, depending on what type of terrain it was, if it was rocky or whatever, if they drown the boys, drag them back up onto shore, they're scratching their bodies up, which could cause all those cuts. Exactly. They hog tie them, could have caused the mutilation to their privates. I mean, you're dragging him with his privates on the ground back onto the shore. Honestly, I think one person could have done it. Because imagine they're all swimming, okay? Maybe it's someone they knew. He sees them out playing in the woods. You know, he's like, well, y'all want to take a swim? Or maybe they were already in the water swimming. They were already late coming home. Yeah. They weren't on their bicycles. What else were they doing? They're probably swimming. Well, I mean, I'm not a very large person. I'm five foot tall. Yeah. But they were only like eight-year-old little boys. Yeah. They're very very small. Very small. So if you would pick up a rock out of the water... Beat the one over top of the head. He's going to go unconscious. He's face down in the water drowning. Yeah. Grab the other two by the back of the necks and hold their heads under the water until they drown. And within 10 minutes, you've killed three little boys. Yeah. Because it it doesn't all... even take that long. Yeah. No. I mean, one person, is, that, I think, could have done it. And that's a very, very harsh reality, but that that might be what we're looking at. We're looking at an individual that has the sadistic nature to... Sneak up on three children that he possibly knew. Yeah. You know, that and he knew their families. 
even if he didn't know him, by the time you would knock the one out and then grab the other two, if you're strong enough to overpower them and they're already that close to the water or already in the water, yeah. even if you don't know them, it would be easy to kill them. They were small. See, and this is where you get into the fact of why do you think the crimes weren't repeated? That's where you get into like a serial killer, a repeat offender. Right, but nothing and, else like that happened. At, at least to, to, I mean, our knowledge, there had been no repeat crimes, no crimes of like, you know, boys hogtied, things of that nature in that area, surrounding states. Yeah. So. Which the person obviously had to have some type of knowledge, whether it be like Boy Scouts or some type of like. Yeah, were um, they all Cub Scouts or something? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think they were so, all Cub Scouts. I wonder if it was something to do with someone that. in that. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was like the the leader or like the because Cub I mean, I mean, the first thing they teach you is Cub Cub Scouts out of like tie knots and shit. But also, yeah. if it's a small town like that, and all three of those boys are there, how many other teenage boys older than them also went through the same thing? They were all probably Cub Scouts. It's probably something very common in that area. Oh yeah, if all Listen. three of the boys yeah were in it. The problem with this case is there's not like a wide a wide net of suspects. Yeah. Right. It's all speculation. All that we've done today is... there's no evidence. There's no evidence. We have, I mean... A couple sm- random hairs. A couple random hairs that you can easily just, you know, a, uh, it's circumstantial, right. essentially. And then it's all witness reports. None of these witnesses can be trusted. There was witnesses that claimed these three innocent men were convicted. They're yeah. all full of shit. Plus, what you if you were the guilty one... You'll be like, oh, well, yeah, I've seen such and such doing this and that to cover your own tracks. I mean, let, I mean let's, get, let's get down to it. Really, the question is, if I were to give you both the power right now to convict somebody, no jury, no nothing, just boom, they go to prison for life, would you pull the trigger on that? No. If I said, Terry Hobbs, you could send him to prison right now if he's still alive. Just right now, boom. Well. No. We've only talked about two of the suspects anyways. There were so many more. What about the one teenage boy that was obsessed with Stevie? Again. He showed up at their house and asked the mom for a picture of him. Yes, and he did leave to California a few days after the murder. And he also confessed to it. No, he didn't confess to it. He did. After like 14 hours or something like that of interrogation, he finally said uh, something like, what do you want me to say? That I'll I tell you it. whatever you want to hear. You want me to tell you that I killed I, him, that I raped him? Yeah. But yeah. I, but then they didn't really admit to it, though. Right. But they covered up the camera, <coughs> or he covered up the camera. Um, and they said they couldn't use any of that as evidence because you couldn't see him as he said it. But again, once you're locked up for so long being interrogated, you'll admit I mean, he was anything. locked up more than the other guy. But also, who would be that creepy as to ask for pictures of little kids? I mean, yes, it's creepy, but number one, people say, well, he left three days after the thing. They had already had that planned. Yeah, they went all the way to California three days later. Right. That was a good excuse for Number right two, there. we all have family friends. No. We don't know the dynamics to reason. Again, like you said, everybody's probably in the Cub Scouts. Could be a kid that he's taken like a liking to because he's like his little buddy. Maybe, but there's such a big age difference. I mean, you could almost feel like a little brother to him, though. Yeah, because you don't know how close their families are. Maybe, but he was one of the very first suspects, and the mom herself is actually one of the ones that thought that he was guilty. Yeah. Stevie Branch's mom is the one that said, well, you should talk to him. But is that who you'd convict? 
I mean, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> sit down and talk to him. But it seemed like he had a slight obsession with Stevie because he would show up a lot and he would come bring skulls to animals and stuff over there and show it to him because he thought that Stevie would like them. Almost like he was bringing him gifts, but they were of like dead animals, which was really creepy. Yeah, but and then also, asked for a picture of him. But also, when you are, as I assume, when you're a creepy motherfucker, anybody that takes a liking to what you got, I don't care if it's a six year old girl, you're going to be like, oh, look at this skull I got. Like, yeah. it's like them two being into Pokemon together or some shit. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, I found someone that likes the same stuff as me. It doesn't matter who yeah. they are. Is it creepy to us? Yeah. yeah, but it might seem normal to other people. That's what I'm saying. Plus, what if, your what if he state. also has a low IQ? Yeah. They <laughs> never see... Plus, also, all this, all... He's been a sex with Stevie. Yeah, just like you said, everybody was in the fucking devil worship. Perhaps he was also in this group of kids... That nobody liked. And this motherfucker was lucky enough to leave (laughs) instead of being the fourth guy convicted of being the killer. The biggest thing is, to me personally, he gives me a weird vibe because no matter how close I am to someone, (sighs) unless they are, like, related to me, I'm not just going to ask for a picture of someone's child. I don't care if I've worked with you for the last five years and I've met this child. Like, that is creepy. A hundred yeah. times. Definitely like, creepy. I, could, I wouldn't ask I could for a picture almost, of your child. I, I, like, it depends in a way. Dominic's asked plenty of kids for their picture. <laughs> no, yeah. No. It's just because he felt connected to him. Like like you said, you bring in like skulls and stuff, and he's like yeah. a Cub Scout sort of thing with them and stuff. To maybe, me, maybe he was knew he was leaving, going with California. It was like wanting something to remember him by, or he yeah. knew he was going to kill him in a couple of days and wanted something to remember him by. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, he, he probably I mean, didn't. Plus, the little boy <laughs> trusted him enough to that where he could if they get, worse, what about the other two though? He could have got very close. Mm-hmm. What about the other two kids? Though? Well, they all three would hang out all the time. I'm sure if that boy was coming up <sighs> to Stevie and talking to him and showing him all this stuff. Those other two little boys were there. Hey, kids, you guys want to see my pet, my skulls? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you take a group of three kids. If one person is introduced to them, they're all going to be meeting them. They're all going to be associated with them. But he didn't ask for pictures of the other little boys. No, he didn't. And but, Stevie's the only one that has head bashed in. But I which know. Which shows like a crime of passion compared to the other two. Or, or not. Yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, you see, like, those crimes where, oh, well, you cheated on me and you stab him 42 times. It's like overkill. Yeah, of course. It was beat upside the head, bludgeoned, maybe, and maybe, also drowned. Maybe he maybe he wasn't meant to be drowning. Maybe he got hit in the head. Maybe they thought, oh, that killed him. Then they hogtied him, put him in the water. And perhaps he started to keep moving. And yeah. he drowned so, later. Yeah, drowned. Because he, he thought even, he even did my, kill him. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And then he realized, oh, he's still moving. Yeah, maybe he didn't even... That's the more fucked up part. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you're knocked out, I mean, you can still be drowned while you're knocked out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, is the boy... Does the boy appear creepy, in my opinion? Yeah. Possibly, yes. Yeah. yeah. But also, the, even the three boys that were actually convicted of the crime, Damien Eccles... They seem and, and those creepy as well. They were in the shit I'm not into. Yeah. Well, they would have got along great with Dominic, you know, with the earrings and all, the gauges <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Dominic doesn't have gauges. He just has holes in his ears, I finger. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, he doesn't. So I think the last big suspect is the uh the buyer's man. 
I can't. I don't have his name written down because I'm a dipshit. But the other stepdad or the other dad. The other stepdad or father. Um, his big thing is he gave one of the film crews that was filming the documentary. I'm pretty sure Paradise Lost a knife, and it had blood on it. <laughs> Which is very fucking suspicious. You want to talk about suspicious? Might, might be yeah. animal blood. Then he's like, it was a knife that uh, me and Chris, me and Christopher had, his son that was murdered. And then he's like, uh, we didn't use it. They tested the blood, and the blood like matched him and his son. And then he's like, yeah, we used it once, but I cut my finger. Yeah. Very um, weird. He said he got it for hunting, but he hadn't had the chance to use it to go hunting with yet. Yeah. Then they found blood on it, and he was like. Oh, I must have cut myself, but I don't remember cutting myself. And then when they tested it, it did match his and his son's blood. Yeah. So, they, oh, yeah. Now I remember I did cut myself whenever I was making jerky. I was making venison jerky or something like that. Yeah. So, it's like you don't remember cutting yourself. You don't remember using the knife. But now that we have your blood on it, you remember exactly what you were cooking that also, day didn't when get you it cut for, yourself. Didn't he get it for Christmas and he tried to give it away? Like he gave it know. away to the film crew? But here's the thing. If you watch those Paradise Lost... Why would you give it away if it was going to incriminate anyone? I know. Plus, they said that there was no knives used. Yeah, anymore. and like if you watch the Paradise Lost, he's like he's the giant fucking hillbilly killing. Yeah. Fucking from Like, definitely watch the Paradise Lost films because, I mean, I can't help it. I, as dark as those films are, he makes me laugh. I don't know why. Like, something's <laughs> dark inside of me, but... That's why he just you avoids look my... At he him almost seems like a spoof. Like, now, Yeah, like, is it like a wolf in sheep's clothing, though? Maybe. The guy like, you would never act suspect. ignorant act to like cover an yourself. Idiot. Yeah, like, I might be a genius master manipulator, but I'm going to act like I'm... Act like a, an, idiot, an idiot. Like, yeah. act like I'm stupid. Act like I have no common sense. Act like kind of ditzy, hillbilly, whatever, because then no one would ever suspect, suspect me. Yes. I mean, that would make sense. Now, didn't his wife also die, like, a few years later? She in did. In the house, it, and they said it was, like... It was, like, a drug, clearly drug-related. They were all into drugs. Oh, yeah. Now, their son had drugs in his system. He was the oh, only yeah, boy... Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He had drugs in his... What was it? Riddlin. Riddlin, yes. For ADHD, but I don't think they prescribed it for ADHD back then. And he didn't have a prescription for Riddlin at all. No, so the parents were drugging the son anyways, and yeah. they were on drugs. Yeah, they clearly had drug problems, and they probably... I think he's dead now, too. I think he is dead. I think he had, like, a car accident or something and died. Yeah, he died in a car accident. Yeah, um, so now all three of them are dead anyways, so and even he did if he was coat. guilty. He was initially... The three men that were convicted, Damian Eccles and those three guys, he was saying, fry him, fucking kill him. And after time went on, then he changed to say, fuck Terry Hobbs, he fucking killed my son. Yeah. And wanted the West Memphis three out. That's and nice, though. That's nice, but it's like, motherfucker, where were you at when we were getting convicted? Whoa, whoa, right. Whoa. Do you blame him at the time with what they knew at the time? Yeah, I do blame him at the time because it's like... All the evidence was shit. There was no evidence. It's just these kids are devil worshippers. They did it. Yeah. Well, this crime is true. This crime is devilish. These kids like the devil. They did it. I mean, there was a little boy that was the same age as Stevie and them that went into the police station and gave a statement about the night. He claimed to be there. If he was there, they would have killed him too. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Same age, same gender, same everything. But he had claimed that... I mean, that's a sa very safe assumption. Right. But he had claimed that the three boys that supposedly killed um, Stevie and them cut one of the boys 
and held his body over a bucket and drained his blood and then forced that little boy to drink his blood. Yeah, it's all horseshit. And then there was no evidence at all that supported that, yet they used that little boy's statement in court. Again, horseshit. Horseshit. And now, Terrible. to this day, that little boy says, I don't remember even saying that. Yeah. I don't remember anything about that. I mean, did that. his parents put him up to it? Probably. Like well, his go- mom also testified against those three boys, yeah. saying that they were having, like, demonic orgies and all kinds of stuff like that. that like and fun. then later said yeah. that the police told her to say that. To say that. Yeah. And it was the same police officer, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, that lost the blood evidence from the Bojangles. Mm. Do you believe that there can be some, as bad as the police work is, with the Bojangles incident, the lost DNA evidence, the coerced confessions or, you know, testimonies from people, the fucking trial, the bad prosecution, the conviction, do you think it was a police cover-up in some way? Or, instead of more of a cover-up, more of a, okay, we have this problem in town, and the problem in town is these demonic <sighs> teenagers, the police murder the boys and stage it to make it seem demonic. That, I mean, that's some wild speculation. That is I like, like super it. wild. Like, yeah, it's super that's wild. That's what there, we're here for, right? Yeah, there's no evidence to support this. I know, but, but I like the it. police, what if they are also like the buyer's dad pretending to be stupid, pretending to be incompetent, yeah. but are actually very smart? They're incompetent. They're, they've hidden their true meaning behind incompetence. I mean, what I mean, if they are actually very smart police officers? And they know how to fuck up everything to fuck it up. Right. Intentionally. Intentionally. Right. I mean, it's like... Let's lose this evidence so we can't test it. Yeah. But why would they need to lose the evidence if the Bojangles man wasn't involved? To make him a suspect. Hmm, I get you. So, he's a suspect because we couldn't prove that he was innocent. Right. Ah. But if it was his own blood, you'd prove that he was innocent. Yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. What if, I mean, it is very wild speculation. Oh, it's wild. And what if it's Buck not wild. as wild as it sounds? Technically, it is possible. I because mean, yeah, I mean, any alien. They aliens. went on the search. <laughs> they found the boys' bodies very fast, almost a, as if they knew exactly where to look that for That is them. a good point. They did, I mean, I'm. Out of all of the water, all of that big area, they I, found the bodies the very first day. I mean, in a. The most fucked up way possible. You're almost glad they did find him. Because, yeah. like, you wouldn't want the parents, like, never knowing what happened to their kid. Maybe maybe the parents now would have been like, I hope you never would have told me. Right. As fucked up as I it is. I would rather imagine that someone kidnapped them and they've made lived, them their own children and they're yeah, living a life. Or they just ran away. And, I, right. I feel, like, not quite like sis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a decently small town. Yeah. On somewhere that's not the most popular thing. It's like this terrible shit happened. There's some the most devil worshipping occult people. We just need to take care of this real quick before anything gets too much attention by someone else. And let's just throw these fuckers under the bus. Because we don't like these fuckers. Yeah. And let's just get this over with as quickly as possible. Which all the parents did want answers. All the parents were very upset. Who wouldn't be? I, mean, I think it's it rocked the, the community, news. clearly. It very much did. I mean, it's a very small <laughs> town. Everybody knows everybody. And 
you have this part of town, they're the black sheep, you know, it's a lot easier to just say it was them and to close out the case and try to give everyone closure while also getting rid of another problem And than it would be to drag it out. It was a scapegoat. It was. Yeah. They directed all the anger, all the frustration, all the loss, all the sadness that comes with something that rocks a community, and they went after their outcasts. Yeah. And you see this in many facets of life, but the problem is, is that we have an unsolved crime. Yeah. Because of your inability to problem solve this murder, three young, three men got their youth and lives completely ripped. And these families will probably, let's be honest, never find the justice that they Can deserve. Can they even yeah. charge anybody else with the crime since those... Yeah, three... they just can't charge those three boys again because it would be double jeopardy. They can't be charged for a crime that they've already been charged for. I mean, but you know someone the, else can be well, charged Well, here's the thing. It. I don't know what it means because they didn't get out. Like, they... I actually have the note here. Well, they had to sign papers saying that they were guilty. Yeah, that's why I'm like, can can they? Yeah, they entered an Alford plea, which allowed them to proclaim their innocence while admitting the prosecution had enough evidence to convict them. So I think they're legally guilty. Yeah. Of the crime. Does that mean the case was technically solved? I think that it's still open, but you see a lot of these old cases technically open. But how like are they sending investigators out to this day? I don't know. I think it's more of like, I think the Reddit community and the unsolved crime community. Yeah, Reddit solved more cases than the fucking police there to have. Especially in West Memphis. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the community around this. And I think they've popped up DNA here and there. But I honestly, unless maybe somebody confesses to it on a deathbed, unless a smoking gun is found, this will probably go down as an unsolved mystery. Which... Leads to just our speculation. So why don't we go through the suspects one more time and you guys can just give me a couple things on them. I want to add one more suspect. (coughs) Okay. There was one police officer. Yes. I don't remember his name to save my life. Okay. But he was the one that found the bodies. Yeah. He's the one that collected the blood evidence from Bojangles and lost the blood evidence from Bojangles. Um, it was either Detective Byron Ridge or Sergeant Mike Allen. Uh, probably the detective because I think the it might not have been the sergeant. I think okay. the sergeant was the older man. Byron that's actually Ridge. In charge. Um, not to like have you guys go witch hunt this guy. I'm just trying to be yeah. actually relevant. But he also stood on the stand and testified and stuff, saying that those three boys were guilty. Um, he's the one that went down there and questioned the satanic teenagers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just seems like every time the police work went wrong, that would prove more guilt towards the teenage boys. He was involved in it. Yes, but you see that... It seems like he was always there. Well, he was the, he was working the case. That's why. I know, but he's also one of the only ones that like lost evidence and stuff. I mean, why would you collect it and then not send it in and then lose it afterwards? He didn't even send it in. And see, that's what, I mean, this is the problem I have with some police officers. Again, not all of them. I'd be naive to believe that every police officer is a bad person, every prosecutor is a bad person, all that. Right. It's a very small percentage. Yes. Very. Uh, But the problem is, is when these people make mistakes, it costs people lives. Right. And 
the sad truth is this guy doing his job might have actually had the best intentions. But the problem is what you see is a lot of these detectives, prosecutors, they will never admit when they're wrong. Yeah. You see to this day, there are probably people in that community, in that police department, in that you know courtroom, that still to this day, despite all the evidence, that still believe Damien Eccles, Jesse McKelly, and I'm sorry, the other guy, are still guilty. Jason Baldwin. There are people still in that police department, that courtroom. That prosecution's bench. That will never admit that they were wrong. That will never admit they were wrong. And that's the problem I have. Why can't you admit you are wrong? Because I think it's a, it's an admittance of not only guilt that you feel, mm-hmm. and you don't want to feel that because you sort of but have also to keep... denial, too. Denial. And also, are you qualified for your job anymore? See, if you're admitting you're wrong, that means... That- Literally, you're, you're, you're proving wrong. incompetence. You're yeah. admitting to your own incompetence. So this guy yeah, so if you don't was admit- so set on these guys being guilty that all the information that he received that said they weren't guilty, ignored, ignored it. it. It's called confirmation bias. We all do it. right? We're all human. But we're not all in a position to convict three young men of a crime they didn't do. Right. Yeah. So is, they were just children. Is there an ulterior motive that this guy possibly had something to do with it or know somebody had something to do with it and he used bad police work to convict the wrong people? Of course, there's a chance. Right. It's a small town. They never investigated him. We don't know if he was married. We don't know That's if he saying. had children. We the, don't know if we had if he had a sister or a brother, you know, mm-hmm. someone that he knew committed the crime that he tried to cover for them or if he committed the crime. Perhaps he was part of the gay orgy out there that just... I just farted right when I said gay origin, which is confusing. He was clearing the way. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, he might have been part of the, the gay orgy. That, I mean, that, that might have. busted on the bank that night. Yeah. yeah. You know, you honestly have no clue. And we did forget to mention that it was stated from witnesses that the stepfather. Stephen Hobbs. Um, Not, or Terry Hobbs. Terry Hobbs. He was seen driving around, but they said that he had seen the boys that night. Yeah. Um, the only thing that confuses me about that is that we know that whenever the boys came home from school, they asked if they could go out. The mom said, yes, be home by 430. She had to go to work. Terry Hobbs took her to work. The boys still weren't home. They were late. She was worried because they were late yeah. coming home. So... If he takes her to work and then he goes out and he buys his pot and he gets his alcohol and he picks up his buddy and he picks up them teenage boys and he's riding around, if he would have ran into the boys, the boys would have already been on their way home. Depends what time he runs into them. Because why would they come back home and then leave again and go back to where they were whenever they first left school? Maybe that, well, this is where you get into the scenario. Let's say Terry is guilty. Perhaps when he's seen the boys, he was with David Jacoby, and they'd already been drinking, smoking pot, and he tells the boys to go home, but the boys don't listen. But why wouldn't they if they were already on their way home? They would have had to have been on their way home for him to see them, because or he they might were have... going out into the woods to play. But we also don't we don't know the geographic location. They might have That's just been true. riding around the cul-de-sac, yeah. and on his way to buy pot, he runs into the boys, and they're like, oh, we're going to go up to Robin Hood Hills, and he's like, no. You're going to go home. He, and then they go to Robin Hood Hills anyways. And that's when he sees them. Like, oh, they they could almost put... Why would put, he choose to go there, though, if the boys... 
they put the idea in his head. Oh, possibly, yeah. You know what I mean? That's where the boys were going to go to be secluded, play in the water. He sent them home. Oh, I'm going to go get some pot, some alcohol, and we're going to go play in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. And then the boys don't listen. Then also, he had to go back to the diner and pick up his wife and bring her home after work, too. Yes. And there was also an aunt that said that he was washing clothes that night. Yeah, he'd done laundry. But, I mean, they had another child, didn't they? Didn't they have a daughter or something as well? I think so. But also, people just do laundry. They do laundry. I mean, you're a family of four people, you know. know, What are you supposed to do during the day? You know. People people do do laundry. laundry. It's not a crime if I yeah. say, oh, I've seen someone washing dishes. Like, if they're washing knives, it might be a murder weapon. You know what I mean? It just makes no sense. People <coughs> wash their dishes. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem like the timeline would fit very well for him to do those things. Because uh-huh. she wasn't working a long shift anyways. You know, she's not even going into work until 4.30. Yeah, she's and probably working to what? 9.30? Maybe. 10.30? Probably 10? not even that late because I'm pretty sure it was a weekday. So, I mean, that diner probably didn't stay open that late. I mean, it was yeah. only a diner. It's not like it was a bar or something. Yeah. So, I mean, most diners, they'll close down at the latest, usually about 9 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so well, she also, it's a small town a small town diner, so you don't... Well, true. You might want to get all them drunk people coming out of the bars, <laughs> feeding yeah. some hamburgers. Day drinking. Possibly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Weekday but drinking. Yeah. Wouldn't give him very much time. No. No. You know. Again, the the Terry Hobbs thing, it's all built upon, I mean, would he, we consider him a suspect if his hair wasn't found there? No. Because it would all be fucking... He, he did secretive things. Yeah, I mean, but also his past doesn't help him. I mean, I'm pretty exactly. sure he was convicted for spouse abuse. Right, That right. doesn't make you feel like a fucking sweet person. Yeah, the only reason we're talking about him now is because his hair was found. Yeah. yeah. Which the wife, I think she believed that he was guilty because she did end up leaving him. Yeah. After the case ended and they convicted those three teenage boys and stuff, she did leave him. Um, So, honestly, sometimes your gut feeling will tell you. I mean, she obviously felt enough gut feeling with him to leave. But at the same time, you don't know what their marriage was like because he was convicted of spousal abuse and stuff. She finally might have just been like, okay, I've had enough and left, too. That gut feeling might have been because of his past. I'm pretty sure there was a, a, a thing involved, though, with her brother. I think that was the catalyst for her leaving. I'm pretty sure he killed her brother. Like, you know, we deal with gone wrong or some shit. I'm pretty sure he killed a guy. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I'm pretty sure Terry Hobbs killed a guy. Or she uh, just got tired of his drinking and drugs. Yeah, or probably, yeah. you know, him laying hands on her. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. he's a piece of shit. So. Right. So, you know what I mean? if he only had roughly five hours, and we already know he went to his buddy's house. He said it. The buddy said that he did come over. Didn't say how long he stayed. There were speculations that they were lovers. He might have lied and said, well, yeah, he was here for a little bit. Because he didn't want to admit, oh, yeah, he was here for a couple hours. Not realizing that it was, oh, well, we're suspects for the murders. Whatever. In reality, he just didn't want to admit that he was drinking and driving. Smoking weed. He didn't want to admit that he was smoking weed, buying weed. Possibly having gay affairs. Or having gay affairs, right. Yeah. So, just because... You don't want to admit what you were doing doesn't necessarily mean that you're guilty of murder. Yeah, you see a lot of people that are innocent lie because it's it's your personal life is being invaded. Yeah. Right. You get defensive. Exactly. Yeah. Especially back then, having that type of secret, it'd yeah. be and especially a little town. In, in a small town that, you right. know, they hate devil worshippers, they're gonna hate homosexuals most likely. Yeah. Right. 
Um, so. You know, there are a lot of murders and stuff or cases where they'll ask people for their alibis and they can't because they might have been with their mistress or something like that and couldn't admit it because then their partner, their wife, their husband, whatever, would mm-hmm. know, okay, well, they're having an affair. Yeah. They would rather seem guilty of the murder or whatever it was, knowing they wouldn't find evidence against them than to admit that they were having an affair and potentially get caught. Yeah. So it could be the same way with them. They just didn't want to admit to the other illegal things or possibly sexual things that they were doing. So I think we can all agree that the Bojangles man probably isn't involved. Yeah. Right. Terry Hobbs most likely is innocent, but still a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. The other father, the buyer's man that gave the knife, uh, most likely he was innocent. Or... Slight chance wolf in sheep clothing. The but police did he have an alibi for that night. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was a, a lot he of people. He was home with his family. They, they yeah. all. I think he was like they. He had an alibi. Right. That was confirmed. Um, the is there the creeper? Possibly. He was another teenage boy. He was obsessed, in my personal opinion, with Stevie. He left and went. All the way to California. Yeah. Now, did he have like, witnesses, though, on the day that it happened? I don't know. I don't think that he had an alibi. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't think that he had an alibi. Um, I'm thinking that he was like a... What did he do? I think he was working, like, uh, but it wasn't like an actual job. I think it was more of like a paper boy or a handyman. I think he'd even painted their fence or something like that for them. I got you. Um, didn't really have like a job. He was already out of school. So he didn't necessarily have an alibi. Um, Is that who you lean on being most guilty? Honestly, yeah. Or someone that we've just never even thought. I think... Um... I think that's where I'm at. I think I think it, he's still out there in the woods. Yeah, I um, I think it's someone that who's that he's never been brought up. Yeah, is that where you at, Dom? Yeah, because everyone when you investigate people, you find every little dark secret about them, but you don't find any evidence. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every no one looks like clean, like a good person. Like right. seems normal. No one seems normal. They're all doing weird shit. Yeah, that whole all, town is weird. They're suspicious as shit. One dude's giving away knives. <laughs> the yeah. other guy's fucking showing animal skulls, getting pictures. The other guy's driving around having gay orgies. The police yeah. are fucking not even testing evidence and fucking driving through drive-throughs. Yeah. yeah, they're all acting weird as shit. I, my theory it's is like they're the all in all fucking together. Of the United States. <laughs> yeah, they're like, everybody weird. in West Memphis conspired to do this shit. That's what it feels like because they're all doing weird fucking shit. It's like, this is a little town. No one talks about us. Let's do something. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody it's like some Shaun of the Dead for the greater good shit. Yeah. yeah. Not Shaun of the Dead, but Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. Hot Fuzz for the greater good. Same like the whole, people. the whole, the whole fucking town fills in on it because how suspicious they are. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're going to wrap up the podcast here. Michaela, thank you for joining us. Yeah. It's been fun. If you guys, um, know any evidence that we left out anything you find fascinating any wild speculation or theories please leave them down in the comment section below dominic usually you give us words of wisdom which i don't believe has made anybody smarter or wiser i think i think every i think the world's a better place when i give it i feel that the more you talk the less i want to live so (laughs) i'm actually gonna let michaela give us some words of wisdom okay words of wisdom if you're ever planning to commit murder, go to West Memphis. 
That's some good advice. Yeah. Dominic, let's go. Yeah. I got you, brother. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Dominic, I feel like you want to say something wise. Go ahead, but I'll, I'll, no, I'll throw it to you. I was just getting ready to say, I was like, I'll go ahead and book our flight. Okay. Yeah. Who's going to die? Find out on the next Coffee Brothers podcast.